0: Tech Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English, with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 643 for the 19th of May, 2019. This week, TechSmith has added two features to Camtasia that anyone who makes instructional or promotional videos will doubtless want. In short circuits, increasing numbers of crooks want to install malware on your computer, and they're getting better at doing it. Fake Facebook accounts seem to be on the rise. You might receive a friend request from someone who is already your friend, and that's just one of several ploys used by fakebook mongers in spare parts, only on the website. This week we'll take a look at why you need to update your WhatsApp application if you haven't done so already. And Microsoft tried to do it in 2015, but will, without question, end all support for Windows 7 in January 2020. Camtasia, one of TechSmith's primary applications, continues to advance. Initially released in 2002, the application gave users a way to document computer programs. Users of the company's Snagit application, which does have limited video capabilities, will find Camtasia to be far more capable. Seventeen years ago, the operation was basic but still remarkable because it provided new capabilities that gave documentation specialists the ability to do more than just create printed documentation. Screenshots and text are valuable, of course, and Snagit seems to be the most commonly used application for capturing screenshots, but video is more powerful. Being able to see an application in operation and hear the expert describe the use adds a new dimension to instructional videos and to marketing videos, too. As with Snagit, Camtasia has two components. The Camtasia Recorder captures the screen video and optionally computer video and a separate narration track. The Camtasia editor makes it possible to add and remove video segments, add titles and transition effects, include music, and record a full narration track. The editor's operation is surprisingly easy to learn, despite having multi-track capabilities for both audio and video. The editor can import additional video files or still images into Camtasia's proprietary TCS Proj format. These can then be combined with screen sequences and a variety of audio formats. Once imported, the files are placed inside that TCS Proj file, which serves as a container for video stills and audio. Camtasia projects can be exported as zip archives so they can be moved to other computers, and finished projects can be exported in standard video formats such as MPEG-2, MPEG-4, WMV-AVI, and Adobe Flash. TechSmith also provides specialized output settings for videos that are intended for playback on computers, social media, and mobile devices. The user interface has changed little over the years. It includes tool selections and tool options on the left edge of the screen, a timeline, and any added transitions, filters, or actions at the bottom of the screen. The video itself takes up the largest part of the center part of the screen, and properties are displayed for whatever item happens to be selected on the right edge of the screen. Camtasia 2019's new features include audio leveling, mouse cursor smoothing, editable keyboard shortcuts, and improved support for themes that include logos or other images. Audio leveling improves the sound of videos by adjusting the audio tracks so that playback levels are consistent. Cursor smoothing is similar to audio leveling in that it makes mouse movements that might have been somewhat jerky during recording to be smoother and easier to follow on playback. Keyboard shortcuts are almost always a welcome addition for advanced users of any application. Efficiency is improved when users can keep their hands on the keyboard, instead of having to repeatedly use the mouse to select menu items. And themes, which have been around for the past several versions, can now accept the user's own images or logos for more consistent branding. So, I wanted to take a look at Camtasia in action. I created two versions of a 16-second video. You'll see both of them on the TechBiter Worldwide website. These illustrate my favorite new feature, which is cursor smoothing. After all, it's not uncommon for someone who's making a video to fumble around a little bit with the mouse cursor. With Adobe Dreamweaver open, I fumbled around intentionally a lot in turning four paragraphs into bullet points. Instead of just selecting the paragraphs and clicking the bullet point icon, I moved the mouse toward the menu bar starting at about three seconds, fiddled around a bit up there until about the nine second mark, and finally selected the paragraphs at 12 seconds and clicked the bullet point icon. This kind of mouse movement annoys and confuses viewers, but it's a common problem because people do tend to move the mouse around when they're talking. When you look at the smooth version, you'll see that Camtasia eliminated the initial fumbling entirely so that the mouse cursor doesn't even appear until about the seven second mark. It then quickly selects the four paragraphs and clicks the bullet point icon. That simplifies the video, and it eliminates non-essential mouse movements to avoid perplexing viewers. The clip could, at this point, also be edited to be shorter, unless the extra time is needed for the soundtrack. Those videos also illustrate cursor highlighting, which makes it easier for the viewers to follow the cursor. Highlighting is a useful feature, but it's not a new feature. And to illustrate audio leveling, which is referred to in the application as audio compression, I recorded a few seconds of an Adobe Lightroom Classic screen. The unprocessed audio starts and ends normally, but the middle few seconds are so quiet that they're nearly inaudible. Check it out. Listen to it on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Then I applied audio compression and the result was better. Now, it will sound overdone to audio professionals because of the amount of compression added. That was necessary because I created an intentionally horrid, audio example. Peaks in the normal part of the file were at minus 6 dB, peaks in the quiet section were at minus 21 dB, and peaks in the slightly too loud section at the end were at minus 3 dB. Our ears detect changes in volume in a non-linear way, and a difference of 1 dB is perceived as a very slight change in volume. 3 dB is a moderate change, and a 10 decibel change is perceived by the listener as a doubling of the volume. So what's surprising here is not the slightly overprocessed sound, but the fact that an improvement this good could actually be made. TechSmith says that Camtasia now has 10 times the number of keyboard shortcuts compared to what earlier versions had. This means two things. First, previous versions of Camtasia had virtually no keyboard shortcuts, and second, developers have been busy adding yet another very useful feature to the 2019 version. The shortcuts are divided into nine categories, Animation and Effects, Canvas Options, Program Options, Project Options, Timeline Editing, Timeline Navigation, Captions, Markers and Quiz Options, and Library Options. Users can also redefine existing keyboard shortcuts if they prefer other keys. When the production is complete, it's time to export the file so that others can use it. Built-in export settings can prepare exports for Screencast, Vimeo, YouTube, Google Drive, and TechSmith Video Review. There are also options to save the exported file locally, and a custom production option that allows users to specify all of the export options. The 2019 version adds and improves several features, and it also marks the beginning of a plan to accelerate updates, and it creates a kind of hybrid plan. Camtasia still comes with a perpetual license, which means that the 2019 version will continue to function when the 2020 version is released. The company now offers year-long maintenance agreements, though, that allow for automatic updates when new versions are released. New users will pay $250. Users of any previous version can upgrade for $100. The maintenance agreements are priced at $50 per year and include priority technical support and a certification process for advanced users in addition to the annual updates. So the bottom line for Camtasia is five cats. It is the easiest way to create instructional videos. Anybody who needs to create instructional videos, whether for marketing purposes, education, or user support, should at least take a look at Camtasia's free trial. Available for Windows and Mac OS. this is the application that makes it possible for those who are not video production professionals to create presentations that look like they've been created by pros. The more time you spend becoming familiar with the extensive feature set, the better your videos will be. But even a new user should be able to create a usable production in a single day after watching some of the introductory videos. Additional details are on the TechSmith website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. short circuits, everybody wants your money, and installing malware on your computer is one means to that end. It is not difficult to avoid malware, but it does require a certain amount of caution. A recent McAfee report shows a big increase in malware that's designed to grab banking credentials, and once crooks have that information, they also have your money. While being careful won't guarantee that you'll never be victimized, it does go a long way toward ensuring your computer safety and your financial safety. McAfee recommends making five steps part of your everyday computer security procedures. Don't install apps from unknown sources. You could receive a text message or an email with a link. Even if the link is from somebody you know, wait and think. I recently received a private message from somebody I know and trust. But the message didn't sound like my friend. It was about a United Nations grant program. The message was from a scammer who had created a phony account. Read messages carefully. Does the message sound like the person who sent it? And before you download anything, research the developer, read reviews, and look at download statistics. Ignore unknown senders. Be careful with messages in general, but be on extremely high alert when you receive a message from somebody you don't know. Download applications only from a developer's website or from Google's, Microsoft's, or Apple's store. Treat any link from any chat group as suspect. If you want to download an application, go to the developer's website and get it, and do that by typing the URL, not clicking a link. Be sure to secure your mobile devices. Smartphones and tablets have a lot of proprietary data, so make sure you have mobile security applications and that you use a virtual private network application whenever you connect to public Wi-Fi systems. And just generally pay attention. New threats are developed constantly, so it's important to be vigilant and watch for any hint of malicious activity. Using Facebook becomes a greater challenge just about every day. The number of fake Facebook accounts seems to be increasing faster than they can be deleted. I call them fake book accounts. I receive frequent friend requests from people like Sexton Benley which almost certainly is a fake name created by a computer program, probably written by somebody who doesn't exactly understand how U.S. English names are constructed. You'll see an example of that on the TechBiter Worldwide website. I have also received friend requests from Johnny Mumu Mary, Mercy Stone, Austin Vivian, Lucy Todd Morris, Amy Jessica, Alexander Grand, George Rose Mercy, Cassandra Hunt Christine, and many more. These all purport to be women, even though some of them have names like Austin, Todd, Alexander, and George. Besides featuring banner and profile images of women who are wearing very little, most of the profiles have few or no friends, and people are invariably self-employed or not employed, and they're always single. Their timelines are blank, except for maybe a few copies of the same photo. The accounts are always new. In one case, the sender's account had been active for 22 minutes. These are not friend requests that should be accepted, because they are fakes. Although I can't prove it, I suspect that most of the users have been created by Russians supported by Vladimir Putin's government with the intent of further dividing an already fractured United States. That's because virtually all of these friend requests immediately follow my interaction with a political website. I report these profiles to Facebook and they are quickly removed, but still they keep coming. Facebook users also receive friend requests from people they're already friends with. The scammer in this case has created a phony account using someone else's name and profile image. What's the point here? Well, scammers want information and they can get more of it if you are their friend. Friends, of course, have access to all of the information you restrict to friends only, and depending on how you've adjusted your security settings, may also have access to your friends list. Once someone is your friend, you might be more likely to click a link that has been posted to your timeline, and that link could be used to install malware on your computer. The ploy I described initially, sending a revealing image of an attractive person already has a name. It is called catfishing. These are sometimes used to establish pen pal connections so that the scammer can convince the victim to send money. It's not really all that difficult to spot a fake Facebook friend request. Here are some things to consider. Do you know the person or have any friends in common? If not, proceed with caution. If you know the person and you're already Facebook friends, The request is almost certainly from a fake account. If you receive a request that you believe to be a fake account trying to impersonate somebody you know, search for the friend's name. For the example you'll see on the TechBiter Worldwide website, I used my own name, and I found at least two fake accounts using my name. Two of the three potentially fake accounts had no timeline, no friends, no photos. In both cases, I reported the accounts as fakes. The third had no photos but it did have a few friends and some of those friends looked pretty legitimate so i didn't report it it's not difficult to report a fake account and you'll see a screenshot on the techbiter worldwide website this week that shows the process you can use when you find accounts pretending to be you or someone you know next if the friend request is from an attractive person of the opposite sex and particularly if that person is showing a lot of skin take a look at the profile's friends. If there are no friends, or only a few friends, the account is definitely suspect. If the account has only friends of your sex, it is probably a catfishing account. And if the account is one that's been created recently, it's even more suspect. The scammers know that some people will be suspicious, so sometimes the friend requests come with a statement that says the person had to create a new account. That is rare, but it can happen someone who legitimately had to create a new account will no longer be posting from the old account. So check the old account, see if it's still active. If it is, the new request is probably a fake. And if you still don't have a definitive answer, well, send a private message to the friend's old account and ask about the new account. It's all about caution. There's nothing fake about spare parts, but you'll find it only on the website, This week, a look at why you need to update your WhatsApp application if you haven't done so already. And Microsoft tried to do it in 2015, but will without question end all support for Windows 7 in January 2020. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.